I'm attorney Justin Clark. Coming up just ahead on You Have Real Estate, how can you know if your contractor is taking advantage of you? Ali Asmar from Mecca Builders will join us. And then what can you expect at that closing table? Hammett Panshaw from Core Title will join us. It's all just ahead. It's You Have Real Estate. Welcome to You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or looking to sell your home, this next 30 minutes is designed for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses all from your living room with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions at all during the show, I have people standing by right now, 407. 205-0400, or if you want to start that house hunt this weekend, you're going to need a pre-approval, and you can do that right now by calling Dallas Lehman at that very same number, 407-205-0400 to get you pre-approved today. Stop being a renter. Let's be a homeowner. Before we get started, it's time for my opening statement. We're gonna change things up a little bit today because there are two incredibly important issues that we need to address that really affect your real estate investments, your real estate dealings in general. Number one, the closing table. It's a scary place for a buyer especially, but a seller as well. The seller's looking to net as much as they can. The buyer's looking to put down as little as they can. And as you're sitting at that closing table, you have a title company there, a couple of realtors, maybe even a mortgage person, all sitting there staring at you, waiting on you to sign this huge stack of documents. No one in the room gets paid until you sign these documents. So the closing table can be a very scary place, especially for those of us who haven't bought real estate before or haven't bought very many properties in the past. It's a very interesting and really kind of a weird place to be because everyone is there staring at you. So we brought Hammett Panchal here from Core Title Services to talk about what of those expenses do you actually have to pay and then what can you expect throughout the whole closing process. Also a good friend Ali Asmar from Mecca Builders is here. He's a general contractor. We're going to talk about those of you who are thinking about maybe buying land and, and building your own dream home, or maybe you're thinking about doing some renovations of the house that you currently own, what are some areas of the house that you can add on to or update that's really going to help increase the value of that home? But also, there are a lot of bad contractors out there, really bad people taking advantage of you. What can we do to really make sure you don't hire that wrong contractor. It's all just ahead on You Have Real Estate, but first it's time for Real Questions. Every Saturday here on You Have Real Estate, we ask real questions to the truly trend-setting people in the Central Florida real estate community. Today I have Hammett, I have Ali. We're going to ask them all sorts of things about the closing table and about construction, but first... Before we get started, I want to get you updated on the solar that we've installed at my house. My electricity bill has gone from $500 a month to $30 a month. Here is Stephen Bader with IQ Power Solar to tell you how he did it. You know, the EPA puts out a graph that, that, that rates states and, and areas for productivity in regard to photovoltaics or solar panels. and. Florida ranks pretty high, so solar is a lot more valuable here than in other states. One of the largest differentiators between us and our competitors is we really, we constantly try to understand electricity. And uh, in reality, solar has a different value to every single home based on their behavior and the way that they live their life. And if you don't really look at those things, you can't really uh, 
gauge a proper ROI. Our programs are all no money down programs. They're not designed to, you know, to get money down or to get any money up front. They're designed to essentially have you into a program where your payment is less than what you're already paying on your electric bill. It's supposed to be a very easy, seamless transition. Um, there's very rare cases where, you know, if someone you know, doesn't necessarily qualify for the better programs or subprime lenders, et cetera, but it's no money down. You don't pay until after it's installed. You're already saving money before you pay anything. All right. Welcome back, Ali. Welcome to Broadcast Television. Hammett, how are you, sir? Great, thank you thank both you. for being here. Let me start with you, Ali, just, just quickly, because I've seen so many clients in my office who have come in, we paid all this money to the contractor, they've just ran off. I mean, there's some bad contractors out there, are there not? Oh, a ton of them. And what can I do to really research my contractor and then how should I pay them? Do I pay them all up front? Do I pay them in a draw? How do I make sure that I'm not getting taken advantage of? Yeah, the first thing you should do is research on Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulations. You can go there, pull up any contractor, check his license, see if he has had any complaints against his license. And on top of that, when you have a contract from a general contractor, make sure that they don't want all the money up front. They should have a draw schedule. It should be consistent with the work that they're doing. What about these permits? I, I keep hearing, getting yelled at basically from people saying, my contractor is, is being so slow. But then sometimes the contractor will say, well, I'm not getting this permit approved for three, four, five, six weeks. How long does it really take to get a permit approved by the, the city or the county? Well, it depends on the county, but right now, as we know, Central Florida is booming. Construction is everywhere, so building departments are backed up. Uh, the best possible scenario for any construction project is about four to six weeks. So you can't even do anything for four to six weeks? And that is correct. Huh. And, and, then, and, and then once the uh, plans get uh once you get the plans back, mm -hmm. if there's any revisions, that might take another additional time. So, so it, it depends. Uh, it's not like a passport where I can go like grease <laughs> their palms a little bit and, and no, get it faster. I wish you could, but jeez. You can. What about licensing? Let's say I, I am looking to have someone do some work in my house. What are the websites I can go to to make sure they do have a particular type of license? Yeah, um, uh, w, uh, DBPR. That's the best. Uh, it'll tell you every contract in the whole state of Florida. So that's not just for GC, that's for electrician, yes. plumber, all that sort of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And should I ever hire someone who is not licensed? Never. Can Never. they even do work if they're not licensed? Not supposed to, but there's a ton of handymen, you know, they're in, they're in business because they're a lot cheaper because they don't pull permits, they don't have this, the knowledge, and, you know, that's something that's inevitable in the industry. Let's say I have a piece of land up in... Umatilla, right? And I've had it forever. I'm ready to leave the city and build my dream home. Where do I begin? I don't want just some regular, you know, a home, a track home or whatever you want to call it. I want to build a house that I, that I love. Where do I start this process? It just depends on, you know, first thing you do is you have to get your land evaluated. Make sure that it's able, you're able to construct on it. There's a lot of land that's wetlands and things like that. So you have to do a, a topo, it's called a topo test. And they come and they evaluate the soil and things like that. Start with that. Once you, you then once you do that, then you hire yourself an architect or an engineer and then design your dream home. So do I do that myself or is it better to hire a contractor and then use their architect and kind of trust them throughout the, the whole process? Yeah, so with, with our company, Michael Builders, we do that the entire process from start to finish, turnkey from beginning to end. All right, so if you're gonna build a house or even do a big renovation for me, I imagine there are a lot of choices throughout the process like this tile or, or this floor. 
I mean, how do we not spend three and a half years together just me going to floor and decor with you? I mean, how do we really make these decisions? Absolutely. Well, you, you know, it's a lot of talking. A lot of, I'll be your best friend for the next <laughs> however long it takes. And we just talk through everything. You know, there's so many choices when you're doing any type of construction. You know, what type of knobs, what type, what color tile, this and that. So, so it's a lot of communication. Ali Asmar is here. Mecca Builders. Let's say that I want to update my kitchen. You're going to hate this question, okay. but how much does it cost? Low end, yeah. high end? Just depends. You can do a kitchen for 16000 You can do a kitchen for 300000 <laughs> It just depends. So kind of average, you know, a- average, average 2,000 square foot house wants to do a pretty nice kitchen. 25000 Really? Yeah. It's expensive, you know, by the time you cabinets, granite, electrical lighting just a lot of things involved what are these change orders i keep hearing about you know when i always tell homeowners before they start a project they should have at least 10 percent in reserve above the contract price because while you're in construction you always find things that you want to change so whether it's a moving a wall or changing a cabinet and things like that and then we just uh, we just have to do a change order and do the work. I'm going to show you some before and after pictures of some of Ali's work here in just a moment. But oftentimes at my firm too, people will come in and say, oh, "I paid this contractor ten grand to do this or do that." And I'm like, "Okay, well, let me see the contract." Oh no, we didn't have a contract. He just kind of you know wrote it on a napkin. Oh. Do, do you recommend getting any work done? Do you recommend putting it all in writing? 100% everything has to be in writing. That avoids problems at the end because there's so many intricacies of construction that it should be in writing. Yeah. What all should be in that contract? Everything. Everything you're doing, whether it's changing a water heater to changing out a kitchen cabinet, it should all be line item detailed one by one. All right. Well, show me some before and after photos here of some work that you guys have done. I happen to know know your firm very, very well, and I know you do great work. I trust you. you. Uh, yeah, I trust you with my with my grandmother's house. So tell me about this home right here. This was a home in uh, Altamont Springs. We just completed. It was a uh, this is a before before picture. The homeowner wanted to do a, a open up the kitchen, kind of redo it. It had some very old cabinets in it. So we went in and kind of demoed out the walls and took out the cabinets and. Uh, um, yeah. Nice. Big difference. <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah, that was just completed like two weeks ago. Do you think a kitchen is a good place to start when it comes to value of the home? Absolutely. I think uh, renovating your kitchen, remodeling is probably the best money spent. What kind of uh, expenses do we normally have on appliances for a new kitchen like that? Is this a, a big portion of the expense? No, I mean, uh, appliances run normally anywhere from five to $10,000. Okay. It just depends. So that's not too, too bad, no, I guess. No, not too bad. Okay. So anyway, go to your website. You have plenty of before and after there. What's Absolutely. the website? www.mechabuilders.com. All right. You're going to stick around, I hope, because yes, we have sir. plenty more questions for you. Thank but you but now much. let's go to this closing, right? Hammett Penshaw is here, Core Title Services. Closings, I mean, you work with a lot of investors. They're not that nervous at closing. But when you're working with like a first-time home buyer, can you just sense on their face that it's a little nerve-wracking at times, isn't it? Oh yes, but first-time home buyers, they're just deer in headlights. You know, they don't really know what to expect. There's just so much paperwork. They're just overwhelmed yeah, most exactly. of the time. Who pays for the closing in Florida? Typically, uh, the seller pays for it, but it's always negotiable as well. But in Florida, there's just customary that the seller usually does. Who normally chooses the title company in Florida? 
Well, if the seller is picking it, usually they're paying for it, but it, ultimately it's whoever's paying for it decides as gotcha. well. But all of that's negotiable. So when, when I see a settlement statement, I always see this little portion that says title insurance. I mean, everyone knows what life insurance does. If, if you die, it, it gives money to your family. We all know what automobile insurance does, but what in the world is title insurance? Title insurance basically protects other previous owners and other conveyances before uh, so that say a previous owner doesn't come and say hey I, 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 I'm actually the rightful owner it kind of just protects you from something that previously happened with the chain of title so let's say I'm the buyer right and I do buy title insurance but then the the mother of someone who died that used to own the house says oh they didn't do probate right I'm gonna come and sue because I actually still own this house then do I need to go hire my own lawyer and defend it? Or, or does title insurance step in then and, and defend me as the new homeowner? Well, you can always hire your own attorney, but that's what the title insurance does. It will defend title for you. They'll hire an attorney for you and it'll insure you against any losses like that. And I see a lot of times too on this closing statement, it'll show buyer policy and lender policy. Mm -hmm. What are the differences in those two? So there's two policies. Uh, the buyer is basically going to protect your interest, uh, whereas there's a lender's policy that's going to only protect the lender's losses, basically, in the event something were to happen. Okay. Is it two separate policies, or it's all kind of one, one policy? They're generally two separate policies, but since uh, a lot of the same work is being done, uh, the cost on usually the lender's policy is not as much as the other policy. Gotcha. All right. So when you're doing a closing, I presume prior to you do some type of title search. When do you normally do that? And what are you looking for? It's done usually right after we get a copy of the contract. You know, once it goes under contract, it gets sent to me. We'll order title. And then that's where the title examiner will go through all the previous documents for the property, previous owners, and, you know, look at all that. And that's when we get a uh, title commitment generated. Do you typically have a clean title or, or just think, do things pop up often? I, I would like to say that typically it's clean, yeah. but you know, every deal's different. You know, some of them have problems, some of them are clean. So, you know, we like it when it's clean because it makes our job easy and we can just <laughs> close quickly. Yeah. But you know, it just depends well, what you get. Let's say on average, what's the typical time from someone going under contract to actually closing there with you? It depends, you know, I mean, a lot of times we usually end up waiting for the financing. So if it's a cash deal, we can close, you know, usually about a week or two. Oh, yeah. If it's financing, it's really up to the, you know, the lender and how quickly they can approve the loan. But, you know, we're usually ready within a week or two. It, I've rarely seen delays due to title. Yeah. So. I see sometimes people ask me about a, a reissue credit. They, they want some credit for a, an old title policy. What does that mean exactly? So if you've bought your home within three years and you're selling it, uh, you have your original owner's title policy. If you give that to the title company that you're selling with, they'll give you a reissue credit and it'll lower the cost of your title insurance at that time. Is it a significant savings or is it like peanuts? It, it can be, yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. And if you've closed with us, we automatically just apply the discount because we'll have the previous policy on file. And this helps the, the buyer or the seller? It helps whoever's paying for it. So the seller traditionally, I Usually. guess this is what helps. So yeah. let's say I'm selling my house and, and I'm going through a title company I don't know. What are the questions I need to ask to make sure I'm getting this credit? I would uh, basically ask them uh, if uh, 
they can give you a reissue credit and then send them a copy of your owner's title policy as well. Got it. All right. So let's talk about closing. All right. So take me through what really happens. Uh, let's say I've never bought a house before. I've never bought a condo before. Take me through what really happens when I show up at your office throughout this whole closing. What happens? So when you show up at the closing table, by then you'll have already reviewed the closing disclosure, which is the main balance sheet that shows how much everything's costing you as far as, you know, the loan fees, title insurance, all of that stuff. So you would have ideally reviewed that three days before closing. So when you get to closing, I'm going to review all of that with you as well. But then we'll go over all of the other loan documents one by one, just explaining them what this is, what it entails. Uh, if they're getting a loan, that's where there's going to be a lot of yeah. paperwork. And, you know, usually it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to go through a closing. But, you know, that's when it's their chance to ask questions if they don't understand. Who normally shows up at this closing? Uh, buyers, sellers, agents, their brokers, sometimes their attorneys. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, do you feel that sometimes people do get pressured into signing things that you know, maybe, maybe they should take a little time to review or, or maybe they're not understanding things and, and no one's really explaining it to them. Do you ever see this happen? Um, sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I see sometimes people are a little hesitant. You know, they're just closing because just, they just want to get it over with. Right. You know? But, you know, we always try to make it a point to explain everything thoroughly. And by the time they're signed everything, if they're not comfortable, you know, yeah. we, we make sure that uh, we address all their concerns. So I'm going to buy my first home. How long should I allocate for the whole closing process? I would allocate at least an hour, maybe mm -hmm. more if you think you're going to have a lot more questions, but typically an hour is enough. So. It seems a lot of questions will often come up at the closing when they, when they review that, that closing statement about credit for taxes or credit for insurance. Why is this in my column? Why isn't it in their column? Can you explain how the whole tax credit works and the, the insurance credit and that sort of thing? Sure, absolutely. So when you sell a home, uh, let's just say like if you were to sell it today, you're liable for your property tax from January 1st up until the day of closing. Right now, the tax collector is not going to take that money, so we can't send it to them. Mm -hmm. So what we'll do is we'll actually just give you, the buyer, the credit so that come tax time when the tax bill is due, you'll just pay the whole year's worth then, knowing that the seller paid you you know, yeah. their portion. Do, do some people have a difficult time kind of understanding that? Is that something you have to explain typically? Uh, it's it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. they're, the, you know, the, usually the seller's wondering why they're getting charged and why it's going to the, the buyer and the same, you know, they're asking each other that, so. All right, let's say I'm the seller and, and I'm totally current with my HOA and then I, I get to the closing and I see this HOA estoppel $500. What in the world is this HOA estoppel? It is basically a fee that the uh, HOA or their designated management company charges to let us, the title company, know how much you owe them and any other violations that may have occurred with the property. And you have so, to do this? Even if it's always required, unfortunately. <sighs> what are some of these typical fees that you see for HOA estoppel? They range, you know, depending on your community and the management company. If you only have one community, it's maybe 250 bucks. Mm -hmm. If you're in a hurry, you know, they'll charge a rush fee. If you have multiple HOAs, each one of them could charge 250. So it can, you know, the cost can add up at times. Typical when you request the HOA estoppel. And meanwhile, we don't owe them anything. We have no violations or anything. What's a typical time frame for them sending over this estoppel? Because you can't close till you get it. Right. Exactly. What's the typical time frame? 
Well, you know, if you've got a good title agent, they're going to request it right away as yeah. soon as they get the contract like I do. Okay. Uh, you know, because some of these HOAs and management companies, they could take up to 10 business days to get to you. Unbelievable. So, yeah. It's kind of a ripoff machine if you think about it in some ways, no? It is a revenue-producing activity for them. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hammett Panchal, Core Title Services. Thanks for being here, buddy. My pleasure. If you have any questions for Ali or Hammett, all you have to do is call 407 205 Zero, zero. And now it is time for today's Real Estate Roundtable. Every Saturday, we ask your questions that you ask me throughout the week. All you have to do is go to the website, youhavepower.com, or better yet, watch the show on Facebook or YouTube at You Have Real Estate, and you can ask us questions right there. Let's go to John up in Long Island, watching on clickorlando.com. Who pays for the taxes on the home I'm buying? I think he's probably asking about this whole closing deal on the statement where you're buying a house, but the taxes haven't been paid yet. How do you work that out? Yeah, usually the seller's going to pay that. And so any past due property taxes and all that stuff, that's their obligation, responsibility to give you clean title and make sure all that's paid for. Ali Asmar, you've bought and sold many houses. You're not a title agent, of course, but I mean, do you still have questions sometimes when you when you go to that closing and you're like, what are these fees or do you have it all figured out now? No, I always have questions. Yeah. There's always things, uh, there's things changing, and uh, a lot of times you run into properties that just have issues, and, you know, you have to address them. Yeah, I got you. All right, go to Sharon up in Claremont. My house is 2,000 square feet. How much would it cost for a whole home remodel? Well, tough question without seeing the home, but uh, I would average on an interior remodel at least uh, about $100 a square foot you could say yeah that's with materials labor and everything so uh at 2,000 square feet uh what about uh painting what about painting the exterior on a house like that what, what do you think would be average usually painting the exterior runs around labor and materials around a dollar 90 a square foot okay so it's expensive out there, yeah, huh? Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, now, now that the construction industry has come back so much, have you noticed prices really going up? Uh, yes, because, you know, supply and demand, uh, you know, it's hard to... The good thing with us is that we have workers that work for us directly, and we're not just using every a sub, what a lot of companies do. Yeah. So it's hard to find good workers, and, and everyone's so busy now, so... Tough market. Jeff in Kissimmee asked, do I go and buy my own materials or do you buy them for me? No, we, we like to purchase all our materials. A lot of homeowners, that's the first question. They'll say, oh, I'll buy the materials if you just provide the labor. But we, we do such volume that I buy materials a lot cheaper than any, you know, a regular homeowner. Yeah. So you get a deal because yeah, you're buying always, in volume and bulk. Always. So, And then I pass that savings on to the client. I think it only makes sense to let – you don't want your – customer running into Home Depot every other Absolutely. day and bringing back two by fours. You're like, look, I <laughs> have a truck for that. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Oh, man. All right. So uh, let's go to Shane in Winter Springs. I'm selling my home and the HOA is requiring an estoppel. What is this for and do I have to pay? I know we just dealt with this a minute ago. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something that you're going to have to order just so that, you know, the title company and the buyer knows how much is owed to them. If there are any violations, anything outstanding that needs to be addressed before closing. Yeah. Jessica and Maitland ask, what types of insurance do I need to make sure my contractor has? 
uh, yes, needs general liability, uh, workers' comp or workers' comp exemption. It's always better to have workers' comp than an exemption. Uh, and that's about it. And then make sure all his licenses are up to date. Is there any way to really check the insurance policy? I mean, you just—I mean, you just have to trust them, I guess. No, they'll—they'll they'll give you a, a binder. Oh, uh, they'll show like it to a, you. Yes, and then that job should be certified to that client. Yeah. Don't. I mean, don't kid yourself. If your contractor has no insurance, someone gets hurt on that job. Who are they going to sue? The contractor who's going to be back in Nebraska by the time the lawsuit happens, or you? as the homeowner who has a million dollar insurance policy. They're going to sue you. You need Absolutely. to make sure anyone who does any work on your house has insurance, or if someone gets hurt, you're going to be dealing with it for the next year or two, and it's gonna end up getting expensive for you. Absolutely. I mean, you have to. And one of the, if I may, yeah. one of the most important things is getting a release of lien at the end of the job, saying that all the subcontractors have been paid, and that, that'll prevent anything in the future. That's also important from a title <laughs> perspective, too, because you want clean title. Exactly. Absolutely. Henry up in Lake Mary, why is the title company asking me for certified funds? So at closing, everybody wants to get paid. You know, the realtors do, the seller does. So the only way to get everybody paid is for you to send certified funds, which is the form of a wire transfer. So what about if I'm uh, putting a deposit on a house? Can it be regular funds or still needs to be certified? Yeah, usually deposits, we can take pretty much anything, mm. you know, because you're not closing right away. You know, that gives right. funds time to clear and make sure, you know, nothing's going to bounce. Gotcha. So. Rhonda up at Osteen, can an outdoor kitchen increase the value of my home and how much does it typically cost to install? A custom built summer kitchen um, ranges anywhere from 1100 to 1300 a linear foot. What is a linear foot? Just so, ask me for a friend. About that big. Okay. <laughs> that much. So that's $1100. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's very expensive, but it's, it's something that'll be there as long as the house is there. So does that mean just like against one wall or even up? Yeah, however, you know, the standard height, 42 inches, and then uh, every every foot is $1,200, I'll say 1000 to 1300 for here. Yeah. But that includes everything, your grill, your refrigerator, and all the items inside the grill. Gotcha. So linear foot versus square foot. So a square, a square yeah, square foot mm -hmm. is, you know, length times width and then a linear foot Man, is Hammond just wants to know. <laughs> That's not me. I was he, he gave me a look like can you please ask? <laughs> yeah. So all right, so if a linear foot means you're just I look, I get the difference between a square and this, but does that mean <laughs> a in a square. linear does that mean a, does that mean in a linear foot it goes all the way to the top of the ceiling? You're not uh, It's just a straight line. Mm -hmm. So it's just a straight line from here to there. Got it. Ali Asmar, Mecca Builders, thanks All for right. being here, buddy. Good thank, to see you. Hammett Penshaw, Core Title Services. Thank you both thank for coming you. in today. Great information. If you have any questions for these guys, I want you to give them a call. 407-205-0400. Or if you're looking to buy your new home this weekend or even refinance, where the rates are right now, now is a fantastic time to refinance. Dallas Lehman is standing by at the office as we speak. 407-205-0400. But most importantly, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions at all, you know the phone number, or you can also go to the website, youhavepower.com. I'm attorney Justin Clark, and I'll see you right back here next week for another edition of You Have Real Estate.
Are you considering selling your home and you would like to have it featured right here on our show? Or are you looking to get back in the house market and you need to get pre-approved? All you have to do is give us a call, 407-205-0400. I'm attorney Justin Clark. For those of you who are fans of You Have Real Estate, I'm so excited to announce the new radio show starting the day after Labor Day. It's Florida Man Radio 105.5. I'll be on at 6 o'clock p.m. I follow Shannon Burke. Please tune in the day after Labor Day, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. You're going to love Florida Man Radio. I'll see you on the radio.